Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we are wrapping up our unit that we kind of invented, uh, the Garbage Girl <laughs> unit. We are huge fans of Garbage Boys on this podcast, Garbage Boy Books. We wanted to see if the trope could be gender-bent. Uh, and this is our third book in that unit. We have read Electra Rex by April C. Griffiths. Um, worth noting, all of these books were submitted to us by listeners. Yes, we asked listeners to give us their best garbage girls. And they have delivered unto us some very interesting examples of possible garbage girls, um, including this one. Yeah. What do you think? I, I enjoyed this book. Um, mm-hmm. It is like a smaller press, an indie press, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think like you can, it's, it's a good book. I'll say I enjoyed reading it. I thought it was like, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, There are some things that maybe, I don't know, like there's some stuff I would take out. I think it it gets, it's a short book, but it gets like a little bit wordy in some places, a little bit too long. Mm. And I'm like, "Eh," you know, um, I don't know. I don't want to start like a whole like indie publishing versus trad publishing conversation on the podcast because both have their pluses and minuses. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, what'd you think? I'm going to stop talking. Um, I, <laughs> before you get yourself in trouble. Um, I agree that I liked it. Um, I would I would call this book a romp. I would say this is a, Absolutely. Both a space romp and a sex romp. Lots of sex um, in this one. Lots of sex in this one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where I did have an issue with it. Not that there was sex, because y'all know I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt that tonally, it kind of like didn't quite know what it wanted to do. Did it want to be like a space yeah. romance or did it want to be like a comedy, right? Yes. Yeah. And I personally liked the parts that leaned more into comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Where it was like kind of like absurdism and stuff like that. I felt like that was really well done and came off well. Mm-hmm. And the parts that leaned more into romance, I felt like because it was kind of building on this like comedic world, it was hard to to get invested in the romance. I felt like yeah, it was a little bit. I guess my main thing with this book is I could not tell what the passage of time was supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. There was no like huge indication for me like, well, you know, a couple of weeks passed as we were traveling from system to system or, you know, like we were in hiding here for X amount of days. It was just kind of like everything seemed to happen within the span of like three or four days, um, which was very confusing to me. So I don't know if it was supposed to be insta-love or if like the scenes we got were supposed to be examples of a longer time that they spent together. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit... That part of the romance kind of turned me off. I did like the characters individually. Mm-hmm. I like them as a couple. Um, but yeah, I wanted to see more build up to it, I suppose. Yeah, I think that it kind of like when we've been talking about like garbage girls and garbage mm-hmm. boys and all of this, that was kind of the thing that was missing from this, right? Of mm-hmm. like the part where the love, because I think the garbage girl in this is, and this has been the thing that we've encountered every book, mm-hmm. the main character is the garbage girl, right? And yes. traditionally, garbage boys are love interests. And I think that was kind of what we were missing in this, right? Of that, like, push and pull of, like, mm-hmm. as simplistic as, it, uh, oh, does he like me or does he hate me? Oh, my gosh, yeah. he's so mean to me. What but did that look mean? Why did yeah, you say that that really way? Mean. He's just socially awkward and he doesn't yeah. know how to behave because of his feelings. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. bullshit. 
Um, and this did take a very, I thought, very, like, typical queer couple thing of, like, I think generally, in my experience, um, uh, dating women, everybody's a lot more blunt and, like, mm-hmm. upfront about, like, yeah, I like you. Yeah, you like me? Cool, cool, cool. Whereas dating guys, there's always, like, oh, I can't say that I like her. I can't yes. say I like Neither him. Neither of us were socialized to admit that we like the other. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think this book definitely did go the, like, they have feelings and they're just going to admit their feelings mm-hmm. and that's fine. But like it did kind of decrease the drama, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I do I do think that Electra was was a garbage girl, but like you said, we didn't really get to see a lot of like the romance interest part of it flesh mm. out. But like definitely there are the the seeds there for like this um space captain who like stole her ship and doesn't is keeping secrets from her love interest and you know is maybe doing some slightly illegal things to make money you know like there's all the all the components of a garbage girl there but not the time to ferment Now, would you, since we're talking about her garbage nest, mm-hmm. uh, which garbage archetype would you pitch her as, mm-hmm. uh, Darcy Heathcliff or Rochester? That's an interesting one because we have this this weird invented cultural com- miscommunication thing, right? Because uh, Treasure, the love interest, is an is the is a clone of an Earthling from mm-hmm. 1998 ish, and Electra is a woman who is alive in like 3000 something. And she's like the last human, but they don't have any attachment to earth or like the earth lifestyle of the, of the late nineties, which we all know was pretty trash. Um, And so like, there's these, there's these kind of like Darcy esque miscommunication things going on where Electra is like, I, why are, why are you asking me a question like that? Like, that's a, like very blunt. Like that's a stupid what question to ask or like mm-hmm. I can't believe earth was like that that's dumb um <laughs> but I don't there's also there's like this this trauma too that I think was kind of pushed to the side of like she is the last human because her entire family like died in a mining accident and she mm-hmm. wasn't there because she was um she was on transition planet I think and like also also didn't want to live that lifestyle. So she kind of like abandoned them after she transitioned. And um, I don't, I think there is some like residual guilt or something there that is not. So I think there's like two kind of things going on. See, it's interesting because I would pitch her as a Rochester. (laughs) I was like, she does like, there's a little bit of misunderstanding, but not enough. It's not like she's socially anxious and treasure doesn't, pick up on that like mm-hmm. they're both very bold people yeah um and i felt that the the tragic backstory wasn't really very like it's kind of tragic backstory to the level of rochester where it's like yeah it's there but it doesn't really seem to explain why they behave the way they behave right <laughs> like i i felt like she was just like yes i have a tragic backstory but like also i'm just here to party and fuck shit up and i was like All <laughs> also right, cool. true yeah could she be an amalgamation of all three garbage she boy archetypes? She yeah. might be. <laughs> I, I also feel like she was um, very uh, kind of some garbage boys who we haven't talked about who might not be 
garbage boys, but kind of garbage boys who aren't love interests. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you want to compare to that, like I do think that she is very much pulling from the Kirk um, oh, sort of yeah of the or or the uh, the Han Solo sort of vibe of like mm-hmm. what if that but a woman you know yeah just like super confident mm-hmm. and actually for good reason it seems <laughs> I yeah I liked I liked Electra it's like this weird thing of I felt like we got way too much of certain like scenes to me that could be summarized in a couple sentences like we got way too much of that and then other stuff I was like let's really let's sit and flesh this out and add like you know 50 pages more to the story <laughs> yeah uh, and I think, I think, yeah, an exploration on Electra's garbageness would have been very fun. I feel like this was almost like a good setup for a series, right? Yes. Like, it also gave me very much like um, TTRPG vibes of like, kind of like, they're just bouncing from planet to planet and doing their thing at whatever planet, like very episodic. And that, that is way. true. Yeah. 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 It's like heist of the week situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So who would you recommend this book to then? Um, I think like I would probably pitch it more to people who are looking for more comedy stuff just because I think that's kind of mm-hmm. what I liked about it was the humorous sort of angle. I know that the author has mentioned like Christopher Moore as an influence and I definitely was picking up on those sorts of vibes if that's an author that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um where it is a little bit more like absurdist sort of humor or even like um, Douglas Adams a little bit. I felt like that same sort of like just like let's just throw absolutely the weirdest shit possible and not really like give that much of an explanation and it just is what it is sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So if that's kind of your vibe, I I would uh, throw this one at you. How yeah. about you? I was also going to say it definitely had Douglas Adams vibes. Um I also reminded me of like a little bit of that Roadmarks book we read by Zelazny. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like you're dropped into this world and you you just kind of you just roll with it and you're like, all right, it's a short book and a lot of like a lot of stuff happens and I don't know that obviously it's definitely like, a roll with the punches sort of book. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's it was a funny, it was a quick read, action packed. Uh, lots of queer representation, um, and Carmen Electra, if you're <laughs> into that, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so who would you recommend this book for? Uh, what other books would you recommend that you've been reading this week? So I just read, I just finished a five-star read for me. I read mm. this earlier today, The Wolf of Oren Yarrow by Ooh. K.S. Villioso. She, uh, it is a book, it is the first book in Chronicles of the Bitch Queen trilogy about queen who um the day but the night before she was crowned exiled her husband from the realm and uh five years has passed and she gets a note from him uh saying like hey can you come meet me here she hadn't heard from him at all otherwise so she goes like hoping to reconcile their family and she gets there things aren't quite exactly as she thought they would be and then there's an assassination attempt that leaves her kind of completely alone in an in enemy territory, essentially, and she has to figure out who is killing, trying to kill her, and why, and to who she can trust. And it, it's just, it was so good. I it was like a five hundred page book, and I read it in like two sittings, maybe. It was excellent. I was gonna say that's been on my list for a while, but because I I uh, tend to go with 
short books yeah, these yeah. days. I did see I the sequels, like, 640 pages, and I was like, Ooh. oh, excellent. <laughs> oh, boy. Chunk. <laughs> How about you? What have you been reading? Um, I just finished a book that I actually had uh, kind of dog-eared for the um, – not medical – medical did we have a medical not unit? medical not medical <laughs> medicinal no it's like not even close to medical oh um all right let me try guessing words that start with m um <laughs> marriage military. oh military interesting I told you it wasn't close medical, medical sci-fi i bet that's a yeah. genre um <laughs> There's the cut for this week. Yeah, like like those like Hot Zone. Remember that book, Hot Zone? Mm-hmm. No, I, I bet that's a medical science fiction book. Okay, I'm gonna take that again. The book where that woman, uh, the the romance novel between a woman and the coronavirus. I bet that's a medical sci-fi. Why? <laughs> oh they fuck. Okay. She fucks okay. a virus. <laughs> All right. I actually had (laughs) no yeah Mm same medical again (laughs) (laughs) all right um I'd actually dog-eared uh this book for when we (laughs) really almost said medical again I actually had dog-eared this book for when we did the military sci-fi unit Uh um a while ago but then I looked into it and it wasn't really military-y it was like space and there were ships that people were on but and there was a captain involved but it wasn't like in a military so it <laughs> just didn't regular people it. on a regular ship just, in regular just, space yeah just regular <laughs> sci-fi but i did end up reading it because it did look interesting and it was pretty good it was called ascension by uh jacqueline koyanagi um a tangled axon novel which oh. was uh it's about this woman who has like a chronic pain disorder um and is a like they call, call them sky surgeons, but they're like medical for sh- sci-fi. Ew, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, they're like engineers for ships, uh, and she wants to like be full time on a ship, but she's stuck on a planet. So she stows away on this ship that like has these ties to her sister, and they want like info about her sister, um, and then gets involved in a lot of space hijinks. And it turned out to be very similar to this book in that it was also a romp. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of like bouncing from planet to planet and people chasing them on their tail and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it was it was a lot a lot of the same sort of themes as this book, a little bit less humor leaning tonally. Um, and I did feel like the romance worked a little bit better, but that was just me. Awesome. I'll have to look into that. Well, let us cool. discuss this book. Let's do it. Let's do it. I hand wrote my notes for this again. <gasps> Because Beautiful. for some reason, I was like, that'll be faster than typing them. Why did you think that? Why did you think that know. way? I don't, I don't, I have no idea. My mind sometimes. So I was like, <laughs> this is more convenient for my lifestyle right now. <laughs> handwriting yeah, notes. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> um, Electra Rex is the last human in the universe that she knows of. Um, so, essentially... As often happens in sci-fi books, Earth dies, um, and the people of Earth have escaped into space. A lot of people on Earth did did stay there and die, though, which was very sad, like 20 billion people. 
But um, the people that then went into space and colonized like the moons of the solar system are called embarkers. And Electra Rex is the last of the embarkers. And they were See, like, I thought that was a totally different thing. I thought it was like there was the earthlings and then there was like a middle stage where they were like being decent and oh, like mm. good at not you know, like colonizing moons and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I thought there was like as that kind of fell off, then they just all became like embarkers and were like, because I thought the embarkers didn't have like solid like spots that they stayed. Yeah, like, they, they were like, like nomadic flotilla based. Yeah. So that could be, yeah. Because hopping for a little bit, Bort is specifically a Martian because he was part of the Mars That makes colony. sense. That makes so sense. So I think that there was like so multiple the, stages of humanity. Barkers were their final evolutionary form. Yeah, and they were the worst ones. Yes, yeah. Well, no, I guess probably the Earthlings were the worst ones. They did they, like, destroy their planet the for planet. no reason. As the book as the book goes into detail, <laughs> Electra's like, but why did they do that? And everyone's like, <laughs> we've been studying history of Earth to find out. And really, our conclusion is they just felt like it. <laughs> they had no capability of thinking long term. Um, I mean, like, the Embarkers weren't great because they were also scabs and were just yeah. like cross the picket line for like alien species who wanted dangerous jobs done but like at least they didn't destroy a planet i guess yeah 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 so it kind of like you can kind of see why there would not be any more embarkers i guess they um electra's family were they were working in a mine in unsafe conditions and they died every all of them and it was very sad um and it left electra the last one and she makes her money currently by basically being a party guest like she's like hey you can have the luxury of saying the last human in the universe was at your party and like people can take pictures of me or whatever and here's my fee uh so i guess not not a terrible way to make a living yeah (laughs) i mean i'd do it probably Um, nobody wanted to have me at a party which no one would so i mean wouldn't work for me (laughs) yeah i feel like you have to have a very like specific type of personality that doesn't mind always partying (laughs) Do you That's want me. to have someone at your party to play with your dog yeah. and sit in the corner yeah. and try to, like, break into a big group conversation and then fail multiple times and just kind of go, ha, <laughs> <laughs> hire me. Hire me. Hire me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Would you like to hire a human that will go to your bookshelf and immediately judge you for what titles you have <laughs> and in what order they're displayed and then just get drunk on all your expensive alcohol. That could be me. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Hire, hire us. us. Hire us. <laughs> so the plot of the story begins when Electra steals a fancy ship. It's called a pink Cadillac. Think it was I think it was kind of modeled after a pink Cadillac, but don't know where I could have gotten that from. But it is like a uh it's a really fancy ship. Electra has always wanted it. She's coveted it for years. Um, and it belongs to someone who owes her money. So she was a guest at this individual's party, and the that person attempted to pay them or knowingly paid them, knowing that the check would bounce. And so Electra couldn't make rent on her home and her landlord just incinerated everything inside her apartment, destroying like all of her embarker momentum momento mementos. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mementos. Yeah. That word sounded like really strange for some reason. Like memories. Yeah, yeah. Mementos. Yeah. 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 
They got burnt. They don't exist anymore. Um, so she's really pissed at that person. She's like, I'm going to steal their ship to show them what's what. Uh, Electra's very drunk when she does this. And in her drunken, inebriated state, does not realize how easy it was to steal the ship. And so when she wakes up from her drunken stupor of Grand Theft spaceship, uh, a bot named Letterman wakes her up and is like, hi, I'm a lean enforcement bot and you now owe $75 billion. Because the way that identity theft works in the future is that if you steal someone's property, like their ship that is keyed to them, if you if you fake their identity to do that, then you also get to take on all of their debts. Do you think this would result... Because, like, Electra's kind of like, it makes it so people are really not likely to, to steal identities and it's, like, a dangerous game. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there are, like, reverse identity th- thieves who are like, uh-oh, you're me now. Oops, oops. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> you put your hand here and that means you've scanned to become me. Oopsie. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, there's definitely, like, this person, I don't, I can't remember their name was, like, Vanessa or something. Wysela. Yeah. Um, she purposely made it super easy for someone to steal her ship and identity because she had so much debt, but you have to definitely, like, you have to be really lucky for someone to do right. that, right? Because everyone knows the crime. There's gotta just be people going around bars, like, slipping their, like, driver's licenses into other people's yeah. back pockets, right? Like- yeah. Or do you think it's, like, this thing where they go, they go to a bar and they're like, wow, you look like you're having a really hard time, man. Why don't you just hear you know what? You can be me for a week. Get away. Be me for a week. And then all of a sudden that person has like a hundred million trillion dollars in debt. There probably was a lot of that when those these laws first started up and then people got wise. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I'm sad because of the last person's identity. I stole this way. Do you think they like trade identities so then like oh. their their debts, you could swap debts because like how would that work if you steal someone's identity and take mm-hmm. on their debt? Like, what if you have debts? Yeah, where do those – do they just pile on to what you owe? Because then what we should do, it should be like a like a, a unionization scheme or something where everybody's like, okay, we're just going to pick one person and that's going to be And that person will be George. the debt collector. And that person, we're just going to give him all of our debts. Yes. Oh, reverse debt collectors. <laughs> I like it. Um, Electra owes $75 billion galactic monies. Monies. <laughs> monies. Um, which is a lot of monies. It is as much monies as it sounds like it should be. Uh, and Letterman is basically assigned to this ship and has the ability to make the ship non-functional if Electra doesn't pay or if she tries to like disable this bot or run away or whatever. Um, and any damage that comes to this bot gets added to the debt. Salty. <laughs> Shouldn't have stolen a vehicle, though. <laughs> mm, I mean... It all worked out in the end. But you couldn't yeah, have known. And, <laughs> and also, like... I don't know. Be gay, do crimes, right? Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit, again, with the time thing, confused because... You have to pay your debt in installments, but they're due every 150 galactic standard hours. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what is the comparison between regular Earth hours and Galactic Standard hours? And why did they? Why did why did Electra only have to pay twice throughout the whole of the story? <laughs> I assumed that hours equal our hours, just to not complicate things, mm-hmm. and that she probably had to make payments at other points and it just wasn't on page. But I could be wrong about that. I just... How much time do you think passed in this story? I assumed like a couple months because they were like zooming around the galaxy and stuff. But they all had... They had all these wormholes and it all happened so quickly. That just felt really... So so let me think. Really fast. Okay. So party and then Bort. That probably took like half a day. And then Bort to get to the science people. Yeah. And th- this is what it's like when I do a recap, by the way. Um, <laughs> Bort to science people. And that was like, we'll say another half a day, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. like a day. That's like, yeah, you're driving um, across town. Yeah. Science people to other science people. That's like half a day. And, <laughs> and then to Coca-Cola recipe. And then Coca-Cola, I feel like that one might have taken longer because they had to, like, do some shenanigans. Yeah. So that was maybe, like, two days. Yeah. Um, And then Coca-Cola recipe to Car Planet? Yeah, yeah, to Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> and so they had to do some shenanigans for that, too. So that was maybe a couple more days. Um, And then Car Planet. To Elephant Planet. <laughs> Elephant Planet. And then there's Fighty Fight. And then Elephant Planet so maybe, to Transition Planet. So maybe like two weeks. Two weeks. That's That feels, that still feels way too early for two people to be in love, but. Yes, I agree. It, but you know what? Everybody in all of these silly romance novels true. just fall in love. That's part of like the suspension of belief you have to have sometimes. You just have to accept that people fall in love in two weeks and it's fine. I can't imagine seeing someone like. Knowing a person for two weeks and being like, mm-hmm. in any capacity, like, let's spend the rest of our lives together, whether romantically or not. I would say, I think that the thing that a lot of books do to balance that is the amount of time. Because I feel like if it was, like, real world, like, someone that I've been dating for two weeks, it's like, we are maybe on our second actual date at that mm-hmm, point. Like, mm-hmm. we have spent maybe three hours together. Um, whereas, like... In these books, you it's like you're together. spending all you live together, basically, yeah. right? And this is true for this. It's also true for like some other like romancy novels of this sort, where there's like they're, they're on the run on a together. mission together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, okay. If you were spending, you know, twelve hours a day together, like, okay, yeah, and you maybe knew them that at would... their lowest and their highest, I guess. Right. Also, there's like that whole like adrenaline thing of like mm. Bonnie and Clyde being on the run from from the coppers sort of mm-hmm. thing um which you know that's that's gotta make you horny for each other if nothing else <laughs> when you're so close to death makes never never felt more alive <laughs> shut up medical sci-fi <laughs> the thing is i'm probably gonna cut that part and put it at the end so every joke you make Good. that makes a reference to that is not gonna make sense it's gonna make your life difficult god <laughs> So, um, so Electra has has this new ship, new bot that she hates. Uh, decides to go looking around for a job. She stops by a Tim Hortons because Tim Hortons still exists in space, uh, and has seventeen thousand locations in the galaxy. 
in the universe maybe i don't know which one it is uh which one's bigger hmm. universe right no galaxy's bigger than which no one's galaxy because milky way galaxy okay so universe has to be bigger to what contain. is the universe <laughs> ever expanding okay yeah, universe is bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big Bang, yeah, yeah. universe, galaxies inside, solar systems inside galaxies. Yeah, yes. Planets okay, inside yes. solar systems. You know what? This book says that humans can't, like, comprehend big things. It's true. It's fine. It's true. Uh, At some point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so Electra gets a lead on a job uh, from the donateer of the Tim Hortons <laughs> owner, franchisee. I don't know. Um with a jo- with an organization called Bimarp, which is an alien uh, organization who like run by these people the that this alien race that tried to help humans or like studied humans for ten thousand years or something to decide if they were worthy of bringing into space and giving them like the technology to become a spacefaring uh, species. And then they just, like, kind of idly watched as humans destroyed Earth. Whatever. They're trying to rebuild Earth and create some sort of museum slash amusement park situation. Um, they're like, hey, can you retrieve a mysterious item for us from an old embarker ship and we'll pay you $20 billion? And Electra's like, yeah, sure. Why not? That sounds great. So she flies off to this other spaceship floating around space and she, like, retrieves this some sort of pod and as she's leaving, she runs into a band of space pirates run led by Captain Sempa um, and has to run away from them. And there's a little bit of an air- aerial battle. No, they're in the ship at this point. There's ship battle. Um, she gets away. It's fine. She goes back to buy Marp and she's like, hey, I got your item. And it turns out that the item, it's not like an item. It's a person. It's a cryogenically frozen human. Uh, named, named Bort. Bort. Yep. Bort. Good old Bort, the gastroenterologist. I cannot talk this week. <laughs> cannot. Uh, so now there's two humans. And the doctor in charge of this project is like, great. We have a male and you, Electra, are a female. So you guys can restart the human population. Electra's like, okay, two problems with that is, first of all, like it's been shown that you cannot create you cannot repopulate with just two people you need at least like a hundred something people secondly um i don't have the correct equipment to carry a child (laughs) i think she says she's like i've got a dick and balls (laughs) yeah which we know at this point because there was like a scene with her putting her pants on and getting yes. horny for the pants. There's this whole yeah. There's thing horny this pants. Po- the horny pants. Sisterhood of the traveling horny pants. Yes, the skin tight, latex situation horny pants. It's like this material called Olaplex, and it makes you like horny when it you. It just put makes it on. you feel real, real good, and you have to build up resistance to it. And, like, most people can can only wear, like, a, a headband or, like, one of those, like, tennis sweat bracelet things. Yeah. But Electra's built up enough resistance to wear her horny pants. Her so we did get a whole ass horny pants. A whole scene of, of her putting on the horny pants and being yes. like. And another scene later where she, quote, unquote, creams her jeans. <laughs> yeah. I think there's multiple other scenes with the fucking pants and yeah which these pants two are ubiquitous here. in this book <laughs> which like yeah if 
in the future, they're going to make horny fabric. I think that's legit. Like that is actually, that is the first like advanced technology. I'm like, yeah, I bet. I bet actually. At the same time though, sometimes you like read a book and you're like, okay, this author has a very specific fetish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because later we see it with like, the the like 3d printed dildo that they have later mm, <laughs> that is yeah, also yeah. the same situation where you can like actually feel it um anyway the sex was interesting in this book because of like the <laughs> the things they implemented sci-fi. yeah the sci-fi aspect of the sex um there were horny drugs that was a thing <laughs> There's two types of horny drugs. There was the Viagra, and then okay. there was, like... The the horny drugs, right? So they explain this at one point. They're like, the horny drugs are these drugs that the ad... Blah, blah, the the Ad-perians aliens or something. Ad-perians. Yeah, they use them because they have to have three people to reproduce, and they don't really have genders, but they mm-hmm. have to, like, take the three different drugs, right? And, okay, so there's blue and red, for sure, but there's some secret third one that never gets revealed, right? Yeah. What, what is the, the third, third pill? Is it yellow? Is it purple? What does the What's yellow that? pill do? I don't know. But like, because <laughs> they like, have the, the one that one. makes you last long, and then there's one that makes you super willing. It's kind of like it's kind of like Beyond the Highland Mist, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like um. <laughs> Here, take the gender role drugs, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Maybe that's okay. So then the third pill would just be like. Voyeur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's a bystander director, maybe. 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 Yeah. You need like the event coordinator situation. <laughs> Just the fact that they were introduced as like there's three like participants and they use these drugs. And I'm gonna use the blue pill and the red pill, which we get at Matrix reference, but you mm-hmm. know. Um mm-hmm. But blue pill and the red pill at some point in this book, but I'm not going to bring up what the third pill is. <laughs> There's got to be a third pill, rule of three. It's a sequel. It's a sequel we're all Please. waiting for. <laughs> Electrorex and the third pill. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the doctor is like, okay, cool. Um, So we can't restart the human population, but if you don't mind, can you go to my friend who's doing his dissertation on like human betrayal or something um who he's collected a lot of data on humans and he has like a floppy disk for me or whatever the the year 3000 and whatever equivalent of that technology is um and i need you to bring that back to me and i'll pay you another exorbitant amount and um electra's like yeah sure let's go let's go to there come on letterman she gets to this research lab and the the little ABD alien is like, I have made clones. There was a very brief period of time where the ruling body of the galaxy was like, clones are fine. You can clone sentient beings. That's fine. Um, and I took advantage of that and I cloned this human. Um, and I've had her for like 300 years. <laughs> just chilling. I've just been running simulations. Yes. I was a little confused about this whole setup because, like, the doctor, the squid doctor, whose mm-hmm. name is Paul, after mm-hmm. the Beatles, is like, 
I don't know why I felt all that was relevant. It was just in my brain and got stuck in there, and I needed to. Share I was it. trying to think. Anyway. It was like, was he beetle shaped? Like, <laughs> no, it was just he. He was named after. He was like, I. You can't pronounce my name, so I picked a name from like. Oh, because I like the Beatles. I remember yeah. now. And then Electra was like, Beatles. Those are like bugs. And then he was like, No, not those Beatles. It's anyway. not spelled that way. <laughs> um, he he's like, Okay, so this simulation is giving me trouble because she's not proving that like she won't humans, betray she won't betray she won't betray she's such a good girl no betrayal um unlike all of the others so did he have a bunch of clones or was that's it just the my one? question too i wasn't it wasn't clear on that because he was talking about how she was the one data point mm-hmm. so surely and he had there many was other data points he said he had other data a points. lot of other human clones yeah so like because Electra's a bit, bit spoiler for your summary. The she's like, I love this clone, and I shall save her. This clone um, is so beautiful, so beautiful. She dances in her apartment so freely. Yes, painting the walls quirky green. <laughs> what a quirky girl! She's not I a made a pixie dream girl. <laughs> but so she's like, I got to break her out because of reasons. Um, but like sex reasons. If he had all these other clones. Shouldn't she have also liberated all of the clones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, had he already killed all of them? Or, like, what was the deal? Maybe. Maybe that was it. Maybe he already, like, because he did talk about it. She was like, what are you going to do with this clone then? And he's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kill her. Yeah. Break her body down into the molecular parts and recycle, I guess. And this, like, really offends Electro. So she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to provide you a data point here and betray you and then steal the data and the girl. Which which later turns out to be a positive because the ABD was like, thank you so much. You've saved my research. Now, I'm, now I am a doctor. <laughs> I got my doctorate. Hooray. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have a we have a clone who was going by Trish Miller, but I guess um, the uh, what was his name? Paul was like, hey, um. I, I like to keep one constant thing through all my clones, and so I'll name them, like, the same letter. Their names will always start with the same letter or whatever. So they're like, let's come up with a new name. And the new name they settled on was Treasure, which I was like, mm. Okay, so number one, <laughs> I don't like it's not Treasure. that they just come up with a new name. It's that Electra's like, I don't like the name Trish Miller because it means something else in some other language. It they doesn't translate didn't well. Say what, oh, yeah, they did say it was, like, something. I can't remember. Yeah. But the point is, that's rude, Electra. Like that's her it's name. Her fucking name. If she wants to be Trish, I don't care if it means something rude in some other language. Don't be a bitch. Like, and then, and this clone is like, mm, I guess you can call me Treasure because that's my DJ name. And that like, and then never, never came back. <laughs> that would have been great at parties, right? <laughs> Two humans. One of them is a DJ. Honestly, the only reason that we had the whole treasure thing was so we could make treasure hunter jokes, right? Of like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Electra's the world's greatest treasure hunter, and she's found her treasure, sort of thing at the end, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boo, boo. Yeah, I feel like that would have been fine if they didn't point it out in the book. The fact that like, <laughs> if we came like, to that conclusion it? on our own here right. live on the podcast, if we were both like oh, treasure hunter, get it, get it. But get the it. fact that the book was like, get it. Do you get it? LOL. Electra's a treasure hunter and her girlfriend's name is treasure. treasure. Winky face. Winky face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now we have treasure. Um, 
that Sempa dude shows up again. Electra, they just she just decides to flee with treasure. She's like, I can't become the kind of person that like sells humans for money. That feels good, very yeah. bad. Yeah, follow that that instinct. <laughs> that was a good decision. Yes. So she feels really salty about already being tricked into selling Bort for twenty billion dollars. Um, and so she's like, I can't repeat the mistake. Um, sorry, Bort. I'm not gonna also rescue you though. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you hang out there. You seem fine. What's done is done. Can't go back, change the past. Just gonna go off with the hot human that I saved. <laughs> I feel like it was kind of on her to-do list, like, mm, maybe one day I'll go back and rescue Bort, but one like I have debt to free. pay off this debt first. Yeah. You know, we all have those things in our lives that we're like, once I'm debt free, I'm definitely going to go rescue Bort. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. After, you know, everything is settled down, maybe we'll lose track of time. Like 15 years later, we'll be like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Bort. (laughs) Bort. God damn it. Let's go. (laughs) Bort. Letterman is like, okay, but if you sold her you'd only be like 5 billion away from paying off your debt. So this feels dumb, but also I'm an AI and I can't really think in any other capacity than paying off this debt. So what do I know? I guess also Electra is like, I have to keep, I have to keep the fact that I was supposed to sell her a secret. And also the fact that I'm super in debt, I think. Does she keep that a secret? I don't remember. I think she keeps it a secret, but I don't think she even thinks of it intentionally as like, I have yeah. to keep this a secret from Treasure. I think she's like, well, I didn't tell Treasure. I didn't tell We've Treasure. only known each other for yeah. a week. Who cares? Yeah. She definitely like intentionally kept secret the fact that Trish was part of the way to pay off her debt. Yeah, um, yeah, she doesn't yeah. want Trish to know that because she's like, I don't want to scare Trish away or like lose her trust in me. And I desperately want her to trust me because she's very, very beautiful. <laughs> She's very pretty. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> Treasure is like surprisingly chill about everything that happens to her in this book, mostly because the ship has given her pills, chill pills. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, she's like, oh, well, apparently my whole life was a simulation. So, like, I don't know. Maybe this is a simulation. Who knows even? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Electra's like, no, please don't. Don't go there. I can't. I can't do that today. <laughs> Just can't. It was like two steps away from from treasure, like being like, well, you know, my whole life was a simulation, so maybe we're just, uh, you know, characters in a book that someone's written. Like it was like two seconds away. <laughs> very from meta. Very meta. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so. They eventually decide to, they're going to track down, they're going to go around the galaxy and track down actual human artifacts because for the first time they have someone that was alive during that time period that could be like, yeah, no, that's definitely a human earth thing. Um, So Treasure comes up with a list of things that she thinks will still exist like thousands of years in the future that could be easy to track down and also worth it. Um, So the first thing... The first thing that they decide to go after is the Coca-Cola recipe, where they pretend to be people from the Make-A-Wish Foundation and scam their way into getting a free Coke and then taking that Coke back to their ship and and having the ship tell them what the ingredients for Coca-Cola are and in what quantities. Uh, And I guess 
I, again, I don't understand like the passage of time because they do this and then suddenly like Coke is everywhere and everybody knows about it like a few pages later. I thought that the Coke stuff being well known was after basically the conclusion of like I thought it was once like after Treasure gets yeah captured. Mm. And I thought there was like kind of a time skip there. Yeah, that could be. That could be. I didn't. I wasn't like reading my closest I guess (laughs) um they also go to the Volkswagen planet there is a colony of aliens that have a Volkswagen and they believe there is a prophecy that says like the one who can drive stick shift will drive this car away and that means their god is coming or something so uh treasure can drive stick so they go and they steal this car (laughs) also (laughs) Uh, I think they also, like, I think Treasure, like, 3D prints some board games and sells the licensings for those, like, Monopoly and Yahtzee. Um, During all this, Electra also asks the ship to investigate um, how many humans may actually be out there, like, looking at official census data. And it comes back that there are 308 other humans besides the three that we've learned about somewhere out there. And so she's kind of also somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight. Which pale moon, though? Yeah, that's the problem. That's the, that's problem. the real problem. <laughs> um, so she's kind of like passively thinking about that. Like she she got the information from the ship, and she's like, "Cool, let's go get an elephant." We heard rumors there are elephants in space. There's a pachyderm expert in space, and they made an elephant. Um, During all of this, also, before I get too far into the elephant thing, um, Electra and Treasure fall in love. They have sex. And this is where I had in my notes I was, like, going to talk about the insta-love, but we already did that. <laughs> so just know. So I guess just that's know. all you have to know. <laughs> uh yes they begin their relationship um there was like a couple of rough patches because treasure is written as like having a 1998 mindset of like what it means to be trans um and there was like some awkward conversations uh Mostly on Treasure's part where she asks questions she shouldn't be asking and Electra gets a little bit offended. But you know what? They talk about it. They communicate and uh, move on. It was nice. Educational moment. I mean, there's also the reverse of like Treasure uh, or um, when Treasure first shows up, uh, Electra. Oh, also that. Yes. Touches her hair and Treasure's like, you, you're you not supposed to touch a black woman's hair. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um I did I I don't I want to say like I like those inclusions but they were kind of like I don't know a fun not fun. I don't know what I'm trying to say here about this like I appreciated the educational moment for readers who maybe <laughs> this is their first it, foray into either I feel of these like topics. Nobody I don't know. nobody reading this book is going to be like I don't know. I just feel like because that's of, also like, true. This is very kind but, of a niche title, isn't it? Yes. Um, so maybe it was unnecessary. I don't know. I, I didn't I wasn't like, oh, God, this is so annoying. But I mean, like, I think it's realistic in a way yeah. of being like, OK, so like 
what things about gender would have changed in, you know, Mm -hmm. over a thousand years and like what things about race would have changed, you know, and they didn't get into the race thing too much, honestly, which probably good since I believe the author is white and, you know, Mm -hmm. like might not be the best person to handle that. But, um, Definitely with the the trans stuff, I was like, yeah, definitely. Like if if uh, someone from the 1990s was pushed a thousand years in the future to a time when like transition isn't seen as like this, you know, slightly it's abnormal. not a thing at all. It's like yeah, you, it's just like you go to you either like transition on your own in a safe environment or you go to a safe environment and have people help you transition to whatever because there's all kinds of alien races that are going through different bodily changes like yeah like there was like her her first girlfriend was like a race of alien that had four or five different like life stages puberty related (laughs) hormonal changes yeah that completely changed their body so um yeah i don't know it was kind of like a I guess world building moment. Maybe that's why I liked it. It was like a, I don't know. Moving on. I can't, <laughs> I can't talk today. I'm like, I'm like so brain dead. I don't know why. So they go to the elephant place. There's the alien that has the elephants. They He's taken, he's reconstructed elephant DNA from what he's been able to find. And he's created elephants that are very small and very green. <laughs> and carnivores (laughs) which you know i want one that sounds great to me i don't think do they pose as anything or they just show up and they're like hey we we need this for buy marp i'm trying i think there's some sort of con but i can't remember what it is it might just be that they have to pay the guy who and it's a guy overall i can't remember Uh, I, i think they just they pay for the elephant but like because there's some sort of talk about, like, how they can borrow against the debt or whatever. Yes. And it was um, a lot more money than Electra thought that she could have borrowed. Yeah. Like, the debt yes, to... yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the Letterman kind of betrays them, essentially, is what it boils down to. So so a bunch of lien enforcement bots show up and they're like, we're here to collect our property. Um, and also, like... Sempa or whatever his name is also shows up with the bandits and they're like, we're here to collect our property because they both feel that they own the things that Electra and Treasure have been collecting, including Treasure. Um, so the lean enforcement bots and the the space bandits end up fighting each other and Electra is able to get on the ship with Treasure and their elephant. But on the ship, a Letterman is trying to like put Treasure inside his what is it, Cassie? Is that how you say that word? Chassis? Chassis, maybe? Yeah, that sounds more correct. I think I just misspelled it in my notes because I hand wrote them like an idiot. <laughs> he's, trying to put tre- he's trying to put treasure in his chassis. Um, and Electra's like, no, you don't. And she beats up Letterman and then renders him inoperable before he can like send the kill switch code to the ship so that they can't get away. So she's like basically pulls out some sort of like chip from his head (laughs) it's like you're dead now essentially um they fly away and they go to the transition planet i think is the only thing they called it it was like yeah so a some sort of 
was it in like an artificial intelligence sort of situation or was it an it actual was alien like, race? like the elemist the elemist yeah yeah they they set up this planet or series of planets um with facilities to help different aliens transition from a to b whatever those a's and b's might be and electra was sent there once her um her parents and she realized that she was going to transition to a woman and they this was kind of like I don't know. It was kind of a, it gave, kind of gave me weird vibes because she was like, it was kind of like a cool boarding house situation, but where they were also like taking notes and kind of like studying and experimenting on us. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It was, it did. I like Electra had fond memories of it. It seemed like it was a place that she felt like they would be safe going there because it has been abandoned since like there's the buildings are all still there. And there's, like, geothermal energy so that everything is still on, but the whatever beings have abandoned this facility uh, completely. So, yeah, I don't – I was like, I don't I don't know. Like, it did give me a little bit of weird vibes, but you know what? If it worked for you, it worked. I can't. I feel like it was because it kind of, like, in general in sci-fi when children are getting sent to, like, a, a institution to be studied. Yeah. It's kind of, like, it's kind of a, a bad a bad scene, right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of, like, X-Men-y sort of thing of, like, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. this is some of the, you know, that one movie that came out fairly recently. Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Like, the little baby X-Men. And it was, like, the little baby it was a bear. X-Men. You know, the bear movie. Peregrine's home from <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Anyway. Peregrine's home. What? I don't know what X Men movie you're talking no, about. There's a little like baby a, and a bear. No. <laughs> little baby X Men. There was like a movie fairly recently that was like I think an X Men universe movie, uh-huh. but it was like about like the young like Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there was a bear in it. <laughs> I thought this was like a knockoff of X-Men. I was like, I don't know what no, you're no, talking about. No, no, no. Actual X-Men. Anyway, <laughs> I, I feel like it's like that, right? Like of like, oh, if you're being sent to be studied at an academy yes. or a, a school or whatever, it's usually no good. Yeah. But I feel like also that's kind of like, okay, yeah, but it's coming at it from like our perspective being centered on like that versus that's true. someone who is – uh, transitioning where like yeah like a safe place away from your family um, mm-hmm. regardless of you know how close you are to your family but to mm-hmm. like just figure out what you want to do might be a helpful thing yeah so, I that's mean, true yeah and they had like this that weird nomadic lifestyle where they were going to places that were dangerous um, right and they also the the people who helped her transition like modeled her transition after Carmen Electra which is why her name is Electra Rex I guess which that I feel is weird, considering she was thirteen at the time that she started going there. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that the probably the intention is like okay, she was probably went there when she was thirteen and spent like a few years there and whatever, and was probably like an adult by the time that she was fully you know doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, it's kind of like okay. <laughs> yeah. Weird. <laughs> Weird choice. <laughs> also, it's not like they showed her a picture of Carmen Electra. No, they like, just did it. They were like, Do you want to be this? Yeah. <laughs> Here's several like famous 
human actors throughout time or actresses and like you can pick whoever you want to look like they're like "Mm, no you give us Carmen Electra vibes (laughs) (laughs) so here here in this place Electra tells Treasure the truth about like you're worth 50 billion dollars um we also get a little bit of a backstory about Electra's first love that she met here at this transition station and kind of like is kind of a little bit of a bummer story of how she felt at fault for basically un- very unintentionally because neither of them knew, but kind of rendering another alien's transition so that they would not be able to give birth in the future. It's fine. She's a sky dolphin now. Yeah, so she is fine. a sky dolphin. So honestly, what more do you want? <laughs> um, They both say, I love you. Which is nice. They have sex again. And then Treasure turns herself in while Electra is sleeping. Because she's like, I'm not going to just. Yeah. Electra's plan is like, let's just stay here and live here until we die. And Treasure's like, that's dumb. (laughs) But honestly, though, I. Okay, which team do you land on? Are you like, no, someone's got to turn themselves in? Or are you like, yeah, let's just stay on the run forever? I mean, I do like stay on the run forever, but also I don't like. I was like, okay, so you got to get new identity. Steal someone else's identity that doesn't have debt. Get rid of this old one, but do it like not at a discounted rate this time. Like, do it really well. And then just go. The universe is massive. Go. Yeah. Um, but also, I did like Treasure's whole, like, I, well, duh, you would save me. Like, that was part of the plan. I just didn't tell you that part of the plan. So, I don't know. I kind of like that confident attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Treasure turns herself in. Electra's sad for a while and some time passes, I guess. I don't know how much time passes. Time does pass. Enough time for Coca-Cola to exist. Yes. <laughs> Coca-Cola <laughs> is everywhere. Scale. Everyone's addicted to sugary soda. And they finished, like, building the whole museum. So yes. I feel like it has some to have been a couple time. months. Or yeah. space construction museums. is very fast. But we know that that can be it because there's a the whole thing with the... Um, oh, the contractors. It turns, yeah. yeah, it turns out that basically, like, there's the government. It's called, like, the chamber, and they're, like, around and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they figure out that, like, the whole Bymart project is, like, kind of being used by the chamber to be like oh check out how like shit earth was and you don't want to fuck up like they did right yes yeah it's a cautionary tale of earth and humans right and part of that is like the project itself ends up taking like a really long time because they want like the electra thing to get out more i think so Mm -hmm. there's got to be some time passing between the two yes Also, speaking of the chamber, so there's, like, this – it's mentioned several times in the book that there is this, like, this government body that has brought peace to the the universe. Um, And then – but no one knows anything about them or where they live or anything. And I was like, that's the humans for some reason. Probably, (laughs) right? Because we have 300 missing humans and also this mysterious body – of people they're like hey don't build earth too fast because then people will know about humans i don't know man you were like the humans are gonna get a redemption arc here yeah humans aren't all bad (laughs) (laughs) no they still suck yeah yeah humans still bad um also we never did learn who the chamber was i don't think we needed to but yeah i think they were just it was fine yeah the chamber you know yeah yeah story wasn't about them it's fine (laughs) um so some time passes treasure has done like interviews and 
like described Electra's visage so that like she's famous now. They have created statues and posters. She's on magazine covers. Everybody wants to get to know Electra because they think she is a very rich, very brave space captain who can do anything. And Electra's like, well, this is cool. I, I don't have any debt and I'm really famous. Um, And this is everything I could have ever dreamed of before I met Treasure. But none of it means anything without Treasure. Oh. Sad. So she does a scheme to get Treasure back. Uh, and so essentially what she does, she goes to the grand opening of the Earth Museum. <laughs> um, And she sends like this taunting Evite to Sempa. And she's like, hey, brah. I knocked you off the top 10 list, so I guess you weren't invited to my party, but here's a special invitation from me to you to come to this gala at Earth. <laughs> See you there, bro. <laughs> uh, Sefa shows up and he, like, just blows shit up, makes a nuisance of himself, ruins the opening day of just Earth ruins Museum. the party. Yes. Electra throws a stink bomb to get people to evacuate. And then she, like, with the help of the doctor who runs the place, who has become sympathetic to her plight, is like, he's like, hey, um, so remember those 300 humans that you researched? I, I'm assuming you researched about. Um, yeah, we have a whole, we, we stole a whole town from Idaho, uh, like, in the 1920s, and we've just been saving them on Europa or something like that. Um they're chilling. So we got humans. Take your take your girl and go. Me and Bord are gonna go hang out on Europa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bort I guess there was like a situation where Bort's like, so do you wanna? And Treasure's like, nah. No, I'm good. <laughs> and Bort was chill with that. I liked Bort for the two seconds he was in this book. Yeah, Bort was like, I respect your boundary. <laughs> Um, they escape again they leave Bort behind <laughs> I guess at the, it might be his choice at this point he's like much more relaxed now than he was when he was first unfrozen but uh I think he literally him and the doctor are like we're gonna go do doctor stuff on Europa we're together we're gonna be like, doctors I'm together are they pretty sure they're boyfriends yeah <laughs> mm. Bort and Dr. Quar. I don't remember what his name was don't remember the name either alien sounding consonants and syllables <laughs> they escape there's an epilogue the epilogue okay so mm. they go they go back and they they own a house treasures the breadwinner because she is just basically making 3d printer blueprints for earth stuff um and they're super rich now and then also um treasure reveals that she's pregnant which i was like eh, okay <laughs> we have to do babies ever after, even yeah, in space. We have to, we have to perpetuate the human race, right? So, I was kind of like, yeah. eh, I didn't really need that in my ending. Yeah, I felt like that, especially because it's like, okay, their whole thing is like they're going around and collecting Earth stuff and having adventures. Like I was like, I want to believe that they're off having adventures. Yeah, so yeah. How are I they going to go settle down and fly away from space bandits if they have a baby on board? Right. Or they could have a baby on board. That's fine. But I didn't like the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, we just hang out in a house in, mm -hmm. in the city now. And we're kind of boring these days. Architecture job. I'm like, no. Oh, and Electra doesn't do anything. Yeah. Electra just chills, which I mean, like, I guess was what she was doing before. But yeah. But she doesn't even go to her parties anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that was this book. 
What was this book? It was it was good. It was decent. I I feel like there were definitely some things I wanted to know more about. Some things I didn't need to know as much about. But overall, fun read. Yeah, like I said, a romp. Definitely space romp, sex romp, funny romp, 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 romp. (laughs) Next week we start our new unit on romp romps. Romp romps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you did you think this fulfilled the garbage girl? task are we done mm, i th- you know i don't i don't i feel like we haven't found our holy grail yet <laughs> i feel like that too and i mean like i don't know that i think we're gonna we're gonna put garbage girls to bed for a yeah, little while put here. them back on the shelf let's all take a step back and reflect on what makes garbage garbage yes but you know the garbage girls will return in avengers garbage <laughs> game avengers garbage war <laughs> oh my god you know, speaking, this is totally off topic, but I just feel like I need to tell you. Um, I saw on Twitter that there were rumors that Dev Patel was approached to play uh, Mr. Darcy in a Pride and Prejudice modern retelling. I was like, please. Yes. Please. <laughs> Very yes. excited for anything yes, having please. to do with that. Do that. Uh, yes. Anyway, maybe there's garbage boy <laughs> things on the horizon to look forward to. <laughs> the garbage boy rises. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see what's coming up next week. Animorphs. We've got some sort of Animorphs. Um, so next week we'll be back with another Morph Monday with Animorphs number 40, The Other. And then the week after that, I believe we're going to be starting my new unit. Yeah. What's which I have We thought, haven't talked about yet, have we? No. I have thought long and hard about this. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I you're don't... still thinking... <laughs> I'm still thinking. I don't want to do this, but I don't have a better idea right now. Because originally I wanted to do sci-fi? like it's medical sci-fi. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm gonna read the coronavirus book. I want to do a unit. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit less of like a trope or a genre, and a little bit more conceptual. Oh my god, it's just it's a vibe unit. <laughs> it's a vibe unit. No, I want to do a unit on the great American novel. Okay. And I want to start. I already. I know. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> and I want to start with one that I really hate, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for hating it, but it's short. Uh, the Great Gatsby. I also hate that fucking book. God that damn it. Sucks. Um, <laughs> so I've read that book like four times for various classes, and I guess I'm gonna read it again. Great. Does someone attractive do the audiobook? Like, <laughs> maybe. Maybe okay. that will save me. I just. Oh my god. Great. Mm. Mm. I know. Damn, you have definitely set me up for a a second book at Steinbeck, and I'm very unhappy about that. I mean, I have a, a pitch for the second book, which I know isn't typical, but Please we'll have to talk about it, it off air. Give it to me, because I don't want to read East of Eden or Grapes of Wrath or any of that bullshit. <laughs> Tune in. Tune in to hear how sad. I'm just going to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> sure. So then Leonardo DiCaprio throws all of his shirts everywhere. I have seen the movie, and I think they, like, I can't remember. Have you seen the movie? Yes. Okay. Do you remember, is it staged that Nick is telling the story as he's, like, to his therapist or something? Is oh, that what the, I don't the remember that. Is? I think there's, like, a whole thing with Tobey Maguire being, like, maybe. either he's writing it as a book, which is, like, very cliche, or he's, like telling it to like I a therapist it was the book situation like he's on like on a typewriter or something but also yeah. i could be thinking of moulin rouge <laughs> also a possibility 
Is there a novelization of Moulin Rouge? Could we read that instead? Mm, I don't know what that has to do with the Great American novel, but... <laughs> Nothing. Jake Gyllenhaal does do an audiobook of The Great Gatsby. Oh, well, Man. there you go. Man. I was hoping it would be Dan Stevens for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy Dan. My boy Dan Stevens, who does the voices so well. Uh, great. Great. Cool. Looking forward in the meantime. If you have any books you think we should read for the podcast, whether because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should because honestly, don't you want to hear how sad I sound having to talk about John fucking Steinbeck? Probably. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll avoid it. <laughs> Maybe. If you use Apple Podcasts, we very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of April C. Griffith, he was almost 2,000 years removed from his time in the wrong galaxy, completely naked, and there wasn't anything he could do about any of it. The shine wore off quickly, however, and she realized one of the two remaining humans should try to behave reasonably, and she was far too frivolous for it to be her, so Bort <laughs> needed to get his shit together. <laughs> I really loved Electra. <laughs> I was like, you know what, girl? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Um, and Carmen Electra, if you're into that, I suppose. <laughs> which, you know, as a uh, graduate of Princeton High School, which is the school that Carmen Electra went to. Shut then, up. You know, like, yeah, they put that in, like, basically every single brochure, every, like, amazing. I never news, knew. like, the school newspaper was like, did you know Carmen Electra used to go here? It's like, yes, we all know. Yeah, like, for a year she thing. came here. Calm down. Oh, she was there for one year. Where'd she go after I don't know. I don't care about. Why Carmen did Electra. she stop? Why did she stop at your high school for one year and then move I don't on? No, Anna. I don't know. Don't you know Carmen? <laughs> it was before my time. <laughs> I thought because you went to the same high school that maybe you were like in the alumni club together or something. We're like BFFs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um.